0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 33, as the New York Rangers got a huge, huge, huge win against Andy's Calgary Flames, and <laughs> well, we'll get into that yeah. pretty soon. But uh, I, you know what? We'll get right into it. Uh, I have to ask you, Andy, I, I would ask you how you're doing, but I know you're doing not so well since the New York Rangers beat your Calgary Flames. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I guess for context for
0: people, uh, I, I expressed to James and some other hockey fan friends that I maybe saw where the league was coming from with the, the kicking motion, uh, non, uh, you know, missed call. Like, and just because it's like, I, it's kind of tough because it's like, I think what I felt is that, obviously, the whole point is you have to have your your skate outstretched first and ready and static when it deflects off, which I understand, but I know it's like in reality, it's hard to do. So I don't know. It was one of those things where it was like, he's trying to beat 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 the puck you know outstretched with his foot but obviously it's still kind of moving forward which i get but i don't know a part of me was like it felt like it just kind of banked off of his skate um somewhat, not so much as like it was going one way and then he kicked it went in but again i mean as it was explained to me and i will actually concede that it is a that that fault like that fulcrum of the knee is yeah, it's a, it's a forward motion with the leg. So it, I, I will concede that. I was maybe, at first, I was like, well, I maybe can see why. And a part of me thought maybe it wasn't technically a kick, but I do, someone, as one of my friends already explained to me, by letter of the law, that is a distinct kick, kicking motion. So um, I'm eating crow on that one. I was wrong, but uh,
1: so uh,
0: obviously a fun game so nonetheless. You're not a, you're not a Flames I, fan uh thank god no okay it's not a lot to because again that um although whether honestly even if you're a flames fan i mean that was a fun fun game man that was and that had to be a best top three for the rangers fans that had to be a top three game of the season yeah i I mean what well i mean obviously let's not count playoffs but in terms of regular season games over the last few seasons what are your highlights off the top of your head that were so much fun or so distinctive that you can remember
1: well I mean for this year I mean there's a few games that stick out and I would have to say the the opener against the Tampa Bay Lightning I thought we played fantastic Um, that kind of week I thought we played really good hockey and then honestly this game like for me this game I don't know if it was just a perfect storm of and not to hijack and and not answer your question, but for nope. me game re- might take the actual cake because I just think the way the Rangers had the big break and then they had to play the Washington Capitals that and lost four nothing and it was total letdown. And then here we are coming back after a 10 day break. I'm like, you know, I'm not expecting much from the New York Rangers. I even said the flames game was a throwaway game for me because I had no faith that they would be able to, you know, bring any sort of consistency and effort. And I'm not saying the hockey was great, but the energy was there, man. I mean, you saw what the Rangers are capable of when they're throwing the body, moving their feet and just, you know, playing a a really exciting style of hockey. And the flames countered everything that the Rangers brought. I thought, you know, obviously we'll get into Truba and everything, but, you know, the flames are right there and you see why that they are battling for You know their their seed in the playoffs uh, coming out of the you know West. uh, You know just was an underrated, or I I should say it was a a really shocking game, considering who the opponent was when we were playing them, and just you know uh, the history of the New York Rangers playing after a long break. So again, yeah, I mean for me this is right up there with the home opener against the Tampa Bay Lightning and uh yeah there's not many games this season I can really say you know that Dallas game was exciting when Gauthier scored that nice goal there was a couple of them and I'm sure I'm missing a big one but you know what did you think Andy yeah
0: no I mean my sentiments pretty much echo yours a lot of fun a tough test because like we said Daryl said her teams even if they're even a down year like this year maybe for the Flames they're still a really tough team that is pretty attentive to the details and. the Defends hard and play four checks hard and, uh, yeah, just makes tries to make life difficult for the opponent. Um, I will say that I think ultimately seeing the way the Rangers kept, you know, scoring first and then coming back and, uh, just ultimately I thought the Rangers the chances were you see just how much Calgary misses Goudreau and Kachuk and just having. Because it was almost, I feel like from a Calgary perspective, it was almost just their approach that game, even though obviously they scored a bunch of goals. But I thought that was honestly more for the Rangers just being not attentive. Um, It just, yeah, I I don't know. There was overall, you can tell where the lack of forward creativity is in relation to obviously a year ago when they had that same structure, but you have a player like Matthew Kachuk and a player like Johnny Goudreau allowed to kind of free associate in that system. It just spread great results for them but this year obviously they missed those two guys but um yeah man it was just it was i it because in the past usually i feel like it's been another team tries to be physical with the rangers then they get physical retaliation this was the first time where it's like a team came in i thought the rangers were bullying the flames to start you know what i mean which is kind of interesting i didn't you know it's been a while since i saw that but then you kind of watch the whole game and you realize, well, oh man, you know, even the smaller guys get in on it. I mean, uh, Trocek throws a lot of hits and Blay, and obviously you have the fourth line, but obviously even Miller's starting to get a little bit more physical in his own corners and you have Harper and Truba and, you know, and Lafreniere likes to throw the body too. So, and obviously as the Kako and he get stronger and, and more confident, they get heavier on the fourth check and I think overall, you just see what a difference in terms of not being afraid to engage in that side of the game, which is clearly very important because it's not just about like big hits, fighting toughness, her, her, you know, it's, it's more about, uh, being on your assignments and separating from the puck with physicality. I saw a lot of that, you know, shoving guys to the ice and then skating away with the puck, like important things. But the pace was awesome. Like you said, I, maybe defensive details weren't there for both teams, and obviously offensively it wasn't super crisp, but it was still a lot of fun. It had a good pace, uh, and it clearly both teams had jump, and uh, just evident by all the extracurriculars that that was clearly the case.
1: Yeah, and you know I think you know for the New York Rangers to eventually get these two points against the Calgary Flames is is huge, and you know I know. I know we kind of preach this, that the New York Rangers, every game is a big game, but you see now that the New York Islanders playing with a little maybe momentum and, and belief that they can somehow leapfrog either Pittsburgh, Washington, or the New York Rangers, you know, for those last, you know, kind of three spots in the East, uh, basically, essentially saying Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay have the, you know, Atlantic Locked up, and you know, obviously Buffalo's in there, and they're they're going to be battling. But you know, the Islanders believe in themselves. Pittsburgh, you know, is going to always linger around, and you know, Washington, uh, you know, just by the sheer amount of games that they play, more than everybody else, is just obviously in there too. So, um, yeah, it's just a much needed game for the New York Rangers. They played one of their more exciting games. The physicality, you see what Truba can do, and how he can just take over. A, the game with this like physical play, it doesn't always have to be with possession of the puck or, or, you know, just defensively shutting down. It's just making a statement saying nobody is coming into our zone with their head down. Um, uh, he keeps it clean. And, you know, I know in the past there definitely are some questionable true hits and, you know, his actions, but I thought every single one of his hits against the flames were well, like, that. Please whistle. Yeah. I mean, it's like clinical. I mean, it's like that's what you want to show kids like this is how you, you know, have an open ice hit. I mean, he's even dictating, you know, the play uh, of his opponent sometimes as he's coming down. I mean, you, they just freeze. They don't even know what to do with the puck. They just kind of let the puck go because they're like, what the fuck was I supposed to do? You know, they ran out of space and time and here they are. And Trubot just runs right through you, right through your chest. So um that is pleasant pleasant to see and you know i think you know for the new york rangers here this week playing a wonky schedule against west coast teams and all of a sudden andy i want to bring this up too all of a sudden now the the nhl just caters to the west and we now we have to stay up later i'm battling a cold my daughter's sick she's screaming all night and you know the nhl's just like you know what we're gonna push the games back an hour because heaven forbid the vancouver canucks fans uh you know couldn't watch from their cell phones at at the first period on their cell phones because they're at work it's like come on now we can't be catering to the west coast here this is new york it's the eastern standard time that is the time baby so (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm just um you know i'm just upset it's an eight o'clock start but that's why we're also doing the podcast prior to this game because it's just another hour we'd have to stay up uh doing a podcast after it so um yeah, there's a lot more to this game, Andy. Do you have any other other thoughts to what I just said, even if you... uh,
0: No, I agree, and I think the big thing with Truba is that when I think he plays his best hockey just outside of when he is being physical and leaned on and engaged like that, his I feel like he skates more with more purpose, he makes better outlet passes, he's more steady, he defends better. You know what I mean? But it's like I feel like when he is being physical and throwing those hits and being engaged, that's when he looks, you know, because last year, I mean, two seasons ago, uh, Rangers fans were down on Truba, And then last year, he seemed to have a pretty solid year. There was not too much you could get him on, the occasional mistake, but everyone makes mistakes. But um, mostly it was just what we've seen. And honestly, this team, we were talking about it just earlier in the season how it didn't really feel like last year but it's recently it's been feeling a lot more like last season right i think literally starting from after the helmet toss and then all the way up to uh the buzzer beater against Dallas and you know it just it's starting to rekindle some of the comeback magic they had last year and the no quit thing which was clearly had lost, they lost the plot a little bit there, but they've they somewhat bottled it back. You know what I mean? They've been able. Their record was excellent last month. They're off to a good start again. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, they have some tough this tough schedule coming up, but um, and they're also unfortunately they're in the most competitive division in the league right now. And of course, no one wants to lose. I mean, just coming back from the break, big win for Pittsburgh. Um, over uh, Colorado, the Islanders won two games in a row, back to backs against. You know, in fairness, they played. Uh, uh, they played the uh, the Flyers, and then but a really good Seattle Kraken. You know, Sorokin gets a shutout. So Bo Horvat, they get a jump from him. I think it seems like, at least for the time being, it's kind of given them a little bit a new lease on life. Um, the Devils, obviously not you know almost blew it but they they pull out uh the victory um and get the ot win over the canucks the other night so but it shows that the canucks won't go down without a fight and they made it interesting against a a really good devils team so the rangers have to be careful tonight but uh yeah no one else in this division wants to fucking lose so you have to keep winning unfortunately but uh you know the Rangers have been trending in an excellent direct direction. I think Steve Alcat just tweeted out that they achieved seven of a possible ten points in their last um, was a ten game stretch or oh, no? I'm, I'm I'm butchering this quote, so I'm just going to look it up really quick because he did because uh, um, that's a big thing for him is to in order to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, oh sorry. In their most recent five game segment, the Rangers achieved a seven of a possible ten points. So you know they're tracking towards the playoffs, which is basically. I think his his main thing is that you want to you basically want to get seven like in five game segments, you want to get seven of 10 points. You know what I mean? And uh, the Rangers during their toughest points of the season that, you know, that stretch in December, prior to the helmet toss where they had three points in a one five game segment, you know, yeah, for the it- most part. Uh, segment one of five games seven points segment two five points segment three five points segment four seven points segment five three points bad helmet toss segment six eight points segment seven eight points segment uh, eight seven points segment nine seven points which is pretty comfortably starting to keeping them in third place you know and you think if they didn't maybe have as rough of a, rough of a stretch uh in that December pre-helmet toss segment and then maybe early on when they had some defensive things to figure out that they would be in a much better spot, you know. But um yeah, yeah. but they've been they've been solid. They've they've basically regressed to or, you know, to the mean of being just a yeah, solid, nothing crazy good, but also plays within themselves, you know. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, But most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I know I've had my fair share of uh, New Year's resolutions talking about how I'm going to eat better and work out more and go for more runs and hikes and go to the gym more. And that lasts all of a week and a half. I've actually found, though, that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. Uh, And in the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Because even the smallest things can be a part of that big change. As long as it's something you do every day. Or use every day, like my Raycon earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon has got you covered. And yes, Raycon start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. On top of that, they have functions such as earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect and comfortable fit, and many more. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, All customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply.
1: See show notes for details. Yeah. And, and listen, again, I think my frustrations and, and people who think that I'm just a negative, always negative New York Rangers fan is just that if you're watching these games and you truly follow this team, you know, there's another gear to the their play. You know, they can bring something more to the table. And that's the frustrating thing watching this team. And and, you know, it's it's not that I expect them to go out and win every single game. It's I don't like how they lose. Some of their games, you know, and especially earlier in the season it's just a full collapse, and of course, there's going to be games that they lose like that's just that's the nature of the of the game I mean nobody's going to go undefeated, even look at Boston as you know as historical as the season is for them, you know they're still they still lose games so um yeah for, for the New York Rangers, I just think it's more about how you lose rather than you know when they lose or who they lose to and it's just it's extremely frustrating because you saw a team last year go to the eastern conference final and you just felt like there there was more there and that's you know exciting and frustrating and you know going into this year I think we all had high expectations and you know sometimes in some games we fall short of those so you know I'm here to be real I'm here to be honest about you know my feelings with them i do applaud them when they play well i applaud them how they played and handled the flames game and you know i i think if you bring in a little bit i mean i don't have to play as physical and Truba doesn't need the layout because i also don't think that style of hockey is sustainable for 82 games but again there's a there's you know a thing called balance and the rangers can you know sort of you know harness you know the the benefits of playing physical. Uh, With the ability to put the puck in the net, you know, you saw some key goals by some key players and you really hope that, you know, those things, you know, start to take, uh, you know, a habit. So, you know, I I thought that the, I thought Mika looked like he played one of his better games. I mean, he was skating and flying around and finally he put the puck in. Uh, I think he had, no, he had one power play goal and one five on five goal, but that five on five goal was, was obviously huge. You know, and, you know, Panarin actually stepped up and had a couple assists. And, uh, you know, one player in particular, Andy, that I think we all need to talk about is Philippito. And I don't know what's going to happen to him next year, whether or not, you know, I I don't know what's going to happen. I I have a hard time believing he's going to get traded or moved or passed or, you know, but at the same time, you know, if they are thinking of trading him, shit. I mean, if he keeps this up, we might as well do it sooner rather than later because I mean the stock has to be really high on this kid as a as a center and that can move and, and play like him and just has the ability now to find the back of the net.
0: It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I um, mean obviously hindsight's twenty twenty and the whole reason uh Vinny Trocek was abroad and oh boy, sorry. I, my, uh, I don't know if anyone heard that, but I had a pop up window open and started playing a really no. loud ad in my ear. Sorry about that. Um but hindsight being 2020, because the Rangers last season were disappointed in what they got from Hedel, uh playoffs excluded, went out and signed Vincent Trocek as their second line center to play with Panarin. Obviously, if they could, again, much kind of like, you know, not knowing that Fox would break out or if they had, would have a mulligan or a do over, they probably wouldn't have signed him and would have saved some of that money, maybe gotten a lesser. Third line center, or whatever, but not much you can do about that right now. But, uh, yeah, Heedle is clearly, I believe he's, you know, and you, you have to remember, much like Laf- uh, Lafreniere and Kako gets very little power play time, and yet he is pacing for what, 35 goals or something this year? Yeah. And most at even strength, you know, and, and, and he's pacing to, um, you know be a 50 point player with very little uh power play time if any like you know so which is pretty goddamn impressive and you just look at him and it's just i think the biggest knock on him forever is that you know it was inconsistency being a little injury prone and that he had a kind of a lack of vision uh for his athleticism and his you know his raw skills but he's really putting it together and i don't know if it's a combination he's made some really savvy Uh, plays and passes and you know obviously the face-off shot against toronto and and just honestly just using using that just straightforward speed and excellent release and just assertiveness and you know i think a lot was made when the rangers drafted him they really made to look into his i remember either listening or reading to elliot friedman talking about this years ago the rangers like went so far to look into his family's like i don't know if they they just looked at basically studied they're like well his father's very tall his uncles are very tall his mother's very tall both of his parents were former athletes uh in uh czechia and they just basically were like this kid's gonna keep growing and he's got superior athletic genes and you look at him that for how fast he moved for a guy as tall and lanky as is, who was getting stronger, obviously. His brother's a personal trainer. He works out with him in the, um, the offseason. And you just see how much stronger he is. You just, it's re- he, he just, you can't beat him in the corners anymore because he sticks his, his Yager butt out. But he's so fast for, and fleet of foot for a guy that rangy. You know what I mean? That's such a deadly combination. You know, he's just, he's got a, he does everything quick which is what this team really lacks and really surprised. I mean, you know, just to, to pull the, the puck going down the ice, the two snipes he had in motion just coming down the wing, just one putting it far corner in one quick motion and the other one just quickly looking, seeing five hole and just not even thinking about and just putting it along the ice through the legs. You know, honestly, I think if a lot of other players on this team just said, you know, I'm just going to kind of put it, try to put it along the ice would probably score more goals than they do right now. I agree. And Hedl, I think, also has that you know, he's, he's got that uh, really stiff stick, which kind of helps with those sorts of goals. And it's not just like getting a weird flex and always just lifting the puck. You know I mean? He just, it's hard, but he uses his full control and he puts it where he wants it. And, you know, he's, uh, he's absolutely on fire. And if he scores tonight, I mean, I, I was upset he didn't get the hat trick. Has he ever had a hat trick for the Rangers? You know? I don't think he has. So, maybe he's got, you know, no, I don't think, I think he's got one. Well, yeah. So he had a hat trick in the in the uh, preseason against the Islanders, right? That he got count there. Um, uh. and that was last year in the preseason. But I think that's the only hat trick he's ever had, so it doesn't technically count.
1: Yeah, I, I think that might be the only one. I'm looking it up right now.
0: Yep. Nope. No, nope. I'm looking at music and look it up. To see if he's got any hat tricks. Nope. Not a single one. So I thought that was finally it, but um, yeah. And I mean, obviously his confidence is going to help with the other players on that line. So obviously Kako has some really nice uh, defensive plays and also makes an excellent, a few excellent passes. And honestly that line was dangerous all night and Lafreniere, a guy who, and rightfully so, everyone's been very hard on recently, looked like a different player. He looked faster, he looked more assertive. And obviously it's if he goes back tonight to looking kind of disengaged not disengaged, but just looking a step behind and not knowing what to do, it'll be uh you know, it'll be that can of worms. But you at least have to hope to to God that he can build off that game because he looked faster. He had separation, he looked more assertive and aggressive, and he looked like he was playing with more um confidence and just honestly just playing a more read and react direct not just not thinking just playing so um obviously the kid line is emerging as probably the ranger's best line but that being said uh panarin and mika finally start to hook up for some some magic at a much needed time you know so uh that's good that's good news for the rangers because you know those things take time
1: yeah and and you know I don't know what this means really for the future of the New York Rangers in terms of cap space and who and what they're going to do for the future, who they're going to bring in, you know, at the deadline in terms of a rental. But, you know, next year, Philip Heedle is a restricted free agent. Uh, He's going to get paid. I would imagine he's going to get paid slightly more than Vinny Trocek, looking probably maybe at the $6 million range. Um, I mean, Philip Heedle is 23 years old. So next year he'll be 24. I would imagine he'll, do you think he goes the route where he gets another, he wants another contract at like, say, 28? Andy, mm. uh, what what would you do if you're in his position? Because you want one more big contract, like, or, or are you looking for something really long term, but that would bring you to a weird age of 32? I don't know.
0: I mean, it's tough. It's I think for the reason that you you mentioned, it's
1: tough because if he has that, crazy years, you know, he might get eight million from another team, nine million, yeah. Especially yeah, but, with the cap going up, yeah. But that could also backfire too. So, which is the danger?
0: So, um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, if you're gonna bet on yourself, you have to really be sure. And it's also you have to be sure you, you're gonna be put in the best position to succeed. You know, true. Um, true. I'm sorry, my dog is whining outside of the door so i'm gonna let her in really quick so james you can riff about uh, you can keep expanding on your point i'll be right back
1: yeah i'm not sure what philippines will do i mean if i'm in his position i mean he's certainly trending in a really good direction if i'm him and i hope he you know feels that he can bet on himself and that there is still more to to go and he's just not this player where he's this is the best you're gonna get he could be Flirting with a you know a one B center on any team in the NHL, I would hope that he would bet on himself. And if he does, then I would go short term again and try to get another contract in another couple years, where you could sign a really big long term, you know, eight nine million dollar deal. You know, with the cap going up in a couple years. So, um, yeah, I I don't know what philip is going to do. You know, it also depends if you know maybe he just wants to stay long term in New York and he doesn't really care. And, you know, he'll take a six, whoa, I just, I have this music too. You know, I hate cat friendly sometimes. But anyway, uh, yeah, if he wants to, uh, you know, be a part of the New York Rangers, maybe they, you know, kind of ask him, listen, we'll give you as much term as we possibly can, but your number is going to be slightly lower than what you may want it to be. But you're going to be here for our entire future and our entire run here as we, you know, put together the core of this team. So. I don't know. It all depends on what he wants and what he, uh, you know, expects. And and honestly, I, he, uh, to me, I see him flirting right around that $6 million range. I mean, he's got to make more than Vinny Trochek, I would imagine. But, um, yeah, uh, a couple questions for you, Andy, uh, looking at the Rangers cap situation, I don't know what they're going to do for next year, but, uh, this year, do you think there's a significant contract that will be off the books by the end of this season or uh, up, you know, until the trade deadline?
0: Um,
1: well, wait, I'm sorry. So you're asking me like, I'm, at, I'm basically wh- asking, how, is there going to get money? money. I mean, yeah. um, like, who, like Goudreau is really the easiest person to move. Yeah. I mean, I would say Goudreau is probably the easiest to move. Uh,
0: It's very hard other than that. I mean, you got you got rid of Ryan Reeves, contract, which obviously helps. Um, Right. You. I mean. You'd have to imagine that. uh, We you know, I mean, what if Sammy Blay. You know, he's UFA at the this is his last season with the Rangers. So if you don't resign him, that's a million and a half coming off the books as well um other than that i mean it's tough that you know they have a bunch of right now they have a bunch of guys luckily they were able to lock vc up at the number they did um for another two seasons, which is well worth it but uh yeah that's the problem because you have you're gonna have the big guy the big guns making the money you know what i mean and Aaron making can we 11. waiver
1: lachitian because
0: um, I mean, apparently, so they as he was a waiver claim, so they they have him at seven sixty six. So it's nothing, you know. Obviously, they can hide him too. So I don't know if I necessarily think he's gonna.
1: Oh, right, I, right. They they can you actually know, just drop him, right?
0: I mean, last next AHL. year, yeah, next year is Lind- Lindgren's last year at three million. Um, I think that's the the biggest thing, you know. You'll have Schneider for next year too, but you have to if it's not next year you do wonder is Ryan Lindgren in their future plans or is, can they afford a, a player like that? You know, basically f- it's going to be real tough, man. I mean, they'd have to be really stupid to trade Philip <laughs> You know, you, you, ha- you have to find a way to, to make it work with all the, everyone, even if you're like, look, we're going to have one more kick at it. And then after that, we're going to make the hard choice and try to convince, uh, you know a vet whether that is a jacob truba despite being the captain or a chris Kreider, that who knows it might be even panarin if depending on how the the postseason goes you know um but uh that's the only way i see it working well be honest
1: with me you just said his name is there an actual chance that he's not a new york ranger after next year well i mean here's
0: the thing because you take away
1: panarin it's a lot of money yeah it's, the, the, the cats. Go up and the new york rangers are back and they they can t- they can bring in anybody multiple yeah. people or at least pay the
0: people that you know give more ice time pay. I mean it's tough because you know I think we all everyone heard the rumor that Chris Drury was not happy with Panarin's performance there was some pushback on that but at the same time Panarin knew wasn't happy with his performance either and said as much and Um, But he was also like, you know, he's playing with hurt players and he himself was kind of hurt too. So we'll, we shall see, but who knows, maybe he has another ineffective playoffs and that's it. And it's just why we're paying you $12 million and that could be better spent elsewhere, you know?
1: Without a doubt. I mean, he's not a $12 million player this season. That's for
0: sure. Yeah.
1: Which is a shame because
0: honestly, you know, maybe a little bit last year, but. For his first few years here, he absolutely was. You know, he was he, he. you know, his first two seasons here were incredible, you know. And listen, he is a special player. Even when maybe not having good games, he still can put up, make something out of nothing and put up goals and points. Like, obviously, the Rangers needed a big goal to to tie it back up. And he made that play behind the net. It was brilliant. You know what I mean? And also, he can move the puck really well in the power play. But. It's just you pay a guy that much money. You literally have to be the revelation on the team. And he hasn't been that since his first, you know, two and a half years or as a New York Ranger. So, yeah, I mean, again, let's say it doesn't go the way it it just another. If he has another relatively disappointing performance in the playoffs. uh, Yeah, then maybe they do explore that because that would be the easiest, easiest way to not have to because even if you you're getting one, rid of one of Kreider or Truba, it's still you know there are ripple effects in that, and it's still you you just made Truba captain, and clearly you know it's not always as consistent as one one might like, but he clearly provides something when he does that. You know Kreider had just had probably what was going to be the, his best year of his career. It's never going to get to that again, I don't think. I think he had it. You know you were hoping he just becomes a you know at least a thirty goal forward which is obviously possible but i think anyone can see he's that that might have been the, the the peak of his powers and now we're on the downward slope you know what i mean so but yeah they have really tough decisions to make and hopefully they have some some creative accounting somewhere they can figure
1: out but it's going to be tough man yeah well we have the Vancouver Canucks tonight at 8 Andy that's in 6 minutes yes. uh what do you say you know you kind of wrap things up here and give us your expectations for tonight. Uh they should win. I think it took a lot for a depleted, clearly
0: flawed, yet still kind of spicy Canucks team to push uh, to make it to over to OT with uh the Devils. I will say if you're the Rangers, a loss tonight is unacceptable. You know, unless Igor literally is still in his brain is still in uh, South Florida, there's no chance, or not chance, but there's, there's no reason you should lose this game, you know? Um, no,
1: and you would hope that the, you know, not to cut you off here, but you would hope that they would want to continue this momentum. Yeah. You know, that Flames game had to be a really good feeling going in there. I mean, you saw, you know, obviously Lafreniere scoring a huge goal. You know, I'm sure the boys were, you know, excited for him. Uh, you know, Mika had a big night. You know, Panarin got a couple points. You got a a big time emotional win and now's not the time to, you know, you know, fart around. You got to, you know, bear down and get another two points because, you know, the teams in front of you and the teams, you know, behind you looking up are, are not losing. So, you know, every game, every game matters here.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, I we didn't really talk about it because we talked about everyone else, but I did want to give uh, Yaroslav Halak his flowers. Yes. When is the last time this guy's lost? You know, after literally losing his first six games as a Ranger, and and honestly, a lot of them
1: outside of one or two games, it wasn't it never really seemed like it was his fault. You know, one it was just, game against Columbus, he got a bad rep here as a guy that's not going to be able to get it done as the backup goalie. And he's been he's been good. You know what Excellent. I mean? He makes you know. And listen, he
0: is he's obviously a, at his age. You know, he is what he is at this point, but. He's you can always tell he's focused and he he always he always you know he'll listen he'll give everyone gives up a bad goal here or there but it doesn't even if he does give up a bad goal it doesn't seem to be like in years past where Georgiev like he gave up one bad then the wheels would just fall off you know what I mean because you even saw some frustration on some of the goals he gave you give they give up two quick goals in quick succession and uh, Calgary goes ahead but you know they just kept playing he still makes some big saves made some a big stop in uh, overtime and then they go the rangers go down the other way and Lafreniere seals the deal so you know he's been excellent but uh, that didn't answer your question but as far as the canucks go yes they have to win this game uh when you and i last spoke we said what is acceptable for the out of the next 3 games what's acceptable and i basically said i what, I said four, four out of the six is what I want? Yep, you know. But, you know, I would be happier with... I'd have I'd obviously be happy with six, but, you know, it's like if they can win this game and even if they lose the next game, like in overtime or a shootout, that's five out of six points. You know, I can't really be too mad at that, you know what I mean? So, but win against the teams you're supposed to win against. And this is a team you should and you're supposed to win against. So... I can, I don't know, not much to analyze. Just go out there and win. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.